Mazda from Bradshaw Mazda. Hi, this is Heidi Aiken. Bradshaw Mazda has interest rates from 2.9, low lease specials, never any market adjustments, and cars in stock. What more could you ask for? Go see my friends at Bradshaw Mazda today. Their cars are just easy to buy. Specials and inventory at BradshawMazda.com. For over 30 years, Tiger Town Graphics has been Clemson's source for one-of-a-kind t-shirts, fleece shirts, ponchos, and everything else that's authentically Clemson. And when we say authentic, we really mean authentic. Who knows fans better than fans themselves? Made in Clemson by Tiger fans for Tiger fans. With tons of new designs each year, Tiger Town Graphics is your go-to for everything Clemson. There's something for everyone. Visit Tiger Town Graphics in downtown Clemson. Clemson touchdown! This weekend, the Clemson Tigers return home to Memorial Stadium as they host the Syracuse Orange. It's homecoming week in Clemson, so the Tigers look to get a win in front of a packed Death Valley. Broadcast begins with the Tiger Tailgate Show at 9 a.m. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. William Nichols from Scores Jewelers. You know, I'm very fortunate to work in an industry that's almost entirely focused on celebrating life's good times and milestones. Like the anniversary highlighting 5, 10, 15 years or more spent with your best friend, birthdays and Christmases, and maybe the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers in Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com, and I want to be your jeweler. It's time for the Mark Childress Show on 105.5 The Roar. Sports from a different angle with national guests and exclusive player and coach interviews. And now, Mark Childress. Welcome in. Monday night, 7 o'clock. It means it's time for the Mark Childress Show. How's everybody doing? I have the best time slot on the Roar every week. Right after Walt Eptula. Right before Dabo and Don, Tiger Calls will be at 8 o'clock tonight. One of the best shows of the week on the Roar. Always great to hear from Coach. He'll take a look back at the game against Florida State that got a little too close for comfort at the end. And we'll look ahead to Syracuse, a team this weekend that to me is a big, giant mystery. We really don't know anything about them. It's going to be uh, an interesting look. I've got a couple of guests on the show with us today. I'm real excited about this. Matt Bockhorst former Clemson offensive lineman, is going to join us at 725. 745, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk is going to join us. So get in with me here in the first segment. If you want to jump on the phones, jump in the text line, 654-7627. That's 654-7627. And uh, we're going to talk a lot about Clemson football. Also, you're busy back there. You don't even have to respond. But Ramona, it's always great to be here with you. I always Thank enjoy working you. with you. So thanks Thank for hanging you. out an extra hour with me tonight that. so that I can do this thing. So uh, Ramona's busy behind there. If you guys saw her, her hands are moving everywhere and uh, she's getting a lot of stuff done. So I already got a text on the text line. 
asking on a topic, and I'm definitely going to talk about that here in segment number one. And you know what? I'm going to ask Matt Bockhorst about this when he uh, when he comes on, because it's something that I heard about. I, I, you know, I feel like we heard about it a little bit on Saturday night, even during the national broadcast. If you go on any of the message boards, I do. I, I linger on the message boards. I never post. I linger. And I always want to see what Clemson fans are talking about. And it's the lack of killer instinct in this team this year. Or is it? And I guess this is something that I'm still a little bit trying to get my head around. And that's why when Matt Bockhorst, who played on this team and would know the answer to the question that I'm about to ask and then try to answer myself, it's going to be interesting to see if that's what he wants or if he agrees with it. So did Clemson go conservative late in the game against Florida State? When you heard from Coach Streeter after, he said no. But it certainly felt that way. And I felt like that, at, well, it was a double-edged sword. When Clemson came out at the beginning of the third quarter, and how many times have we come out of halftime over the years, by the way, with the lead, and you just say to yourself, man, if we could just score right here at the beginning of the third quarter, then we're going to be in great shape. Right. We're going to get a two score lead. We're going to get a three score lead. And this thing will be all but over the perfect way to come out. Tigers go up 34 to 14. And at that moment, I'm feeling to myself like that's the game. Right. I even think I texted was texting with my son Faxon. who was actually down in Tallahassee at the game. And I think I texted him ball game when they went up 34, 14. It felt like at that point it was going to be 58 you know, 17 or something like that. But it felt like the game was over. Now, in the third quarter, I didn't feel like Clemson was stretching the clock or moving the clock at all. It didn't feel like they were running down the play clock and taking advantage of the fact that they had a three-score lead. Then when they got into the fourth quarter, I felt like Clemson started to try to play with the clock and maybe slow down the offense and focus on the run and seeing how they could get it to go. And... By doing that, it kind of lost the momentum. It was just a strange third quarter and fourth quarter that went back and forth. So I'm going to ask Mike Bockhorst this in the next segment, right? Is this what Clemson does? We know Dabo will go conservative with the lead late in games. And I've seen a lot of complaining about it. I've heard a lot of griping about it. Too close for comfort at the end. Boy, if they would have got that onside kick, we might have been in trouble. There have been a lot of games that have come down to quote-unquote one-score games over the last seven, eight seasons where you felt like if Clemson wouldn't have been quite as conservative that it might have been a different outcome and a bigger win. But I'm going to give you – these were stats that I read in the post-game notes super late on Saturday night, right? Probably – I'm guessing they came out 1230 or 1. I see these come out. I look at these two stats – and when I saw them, I'm like, you absolutely cannot, in any scenario, complain about coaching and decision-making in the second half for this Clemson football team, maybe ever again while the current coaching staff is in place. Listen to this. Clemson has now won 103 of their last 105 games when leading at halftime, including 66 in a row. 
Clemson has won 66 consecutive games when they've had the lead at halftime. I'll do it one better. Clemson, since 2011, is 124-2 and two when leading after three quarters. Mic drop. We don't have anything else to talk about on this subject anymore. You cannot possibly complain about the offensive coaching staff or Dabo going conservative in the second half of games when you're looking at two stats like that. 66 straight wins when leading at half, 124-2 and two since 2011 when leading after three quarters. I would say that that's probably one of the greatest runs in college football history of being able to close out games with the lead. Is it frustrating at times? Yes. But it's important. And again, this is over time, right? We're looking at a decade plus on one of those. 66 straight wins when leading at half, including all the games this year. So when I saw those, I immediately changed my tune. I was a little bit frustrated at the end of the game on Friday night. I never felt like the game was in doubt. At no point did I feel like Clemson's going to lose this or Clemson might lose this. It would have taken some incredibly lucky breaks from Florida State, and they would have had to have gotten the onside kick and driven down and scored again. You just don't know, right? So that's my answer. Not worried about it. Doesn't mean I like it, and I'm going to ask Matt Bockhorst about this in the next segment, but that's the way that I feel. We've got some folks jumping in the text line, 654-7627, or if you've got a different opinion or want to talk about this, hit me up in the phones here this segment, 654 654- 7627. One texter, 3929, stats from years past are the least important stats. I agree, but you can't just throw that out. You can't take a coaching staff, and I know we've had some changes this year. We don't have a head coaching change. We don't have a philosophy change. We don't at Clemson. You can't then meaning say that it's meaningless that Clemson's won 66 straight games when they've led at half and 124 out of 126 when leading going into the third quarter. That means the coaching staff knows what they're doing. So it's interesting to watch, but I've seen a lot of frustration on the message boards, heard a lot of people calling in today, and there's a second issue, I guess, that you can attach to this that a lot of people have been freaking out with as well, and it's, why is Clemson ranked number five now instead of number four? Are we going to make the playoffs? What's going to happen? What if there's five undefeated teams? How's this going to work? It's going to work out. It works out every year. Michigan annihilated a top 10 team this week. Whether Penn State's worthy of a top 10 ranking. Don't know about that, but they still annihilated them and they passed Clemson again. Tennessee undefeated beat Bama. Passes Clemson. I think that's okay. There are only nine undefeated teams left in college football. Just nine. Clemson's one of those. And a lot of these teams play one another. You've got Tennessee and Georgia in front of you. Guess what? They play each other. You've got Michigan and Ohio State in front of you. Guess what? They play each other. I will say what I've said every year, and I'll say it here now. An undefeated Clemson team that's an ACC champion is a 100% lock for the playoffs every season. 
including this one. A one-loss Clemson team that is ACC champion, to me, is still very close to a lock for the playoffs. You're going to have your SEC champion and your Big Ten champion. It is unlikely to me that TCU or UCLA will run the table. So for your Pac-12 and your Big 12, you'll have one-loss champs. Clemson has the history of being in the playoffs. I don't want it to come to that. Obviously, if one of their losses was 52-6, to it would change it a little bit. But if Clemson were to somehow lose against Notre Dame or Miami 24-23, to win the rest of their games and win the ACC, 90% chance they're in. Based on the way that things have played out in all these previous seasons. Every year when we get to this point, people are like, what are we going to do with five undefeated teams in four spots at the end of the season? It hasn't happened before. It's not going to happen this year. It's not. So something to keep your eye on there as well. And not something I'm nervous about. Tigers are going to keep on winning. You got four of your last five at home and you've got your one road game against a struggling Notre Dame team after a bye week. It sets up very well. Very well for the Tigers now. And I like their chances to run the table. In case you missed it, it came out uh, mid-afternoon today. Running back Will Shipley is the running back of the week in the ACC. And linebacker Jeremiah Trotter Jr. is the linebacker of the week in the ACC. So they have these big honors. Some big numbers. 238 all-purpose yards for Shipley, including 121 rushing yards. 48 receiving yards on a career-high six receptions, and that big-time 69-yard kick return to start the third quarter. That's the highest all-purpose yardage by a Clemson player since Travis Etienne against Boston College in 2020, which is great. But I guess I realized Jeremiah Trotter Jr. had a good game. I didn't realize he had that kind of game. He had 13 tackles. 13 tackles. Skalski had 18 last season. It's the most by a Tiger since then. So hats off to Jeremiah Trotter Jr. Again, there's been a lot of talk about the linebacking core for this team this season. You haven't heard as much about him. Well, now he's your ACC linebacker of the week. Maybe we should be talking about him a little bit more. I think there's some good stuff coming down the pike for this Clemson team for the remainder of the season. And we'll see what kind of... uh, what kind of shape they're in. So again, I've got Matt, Matt Bockhorst coming up next segment, former Clemson offensive lineman. I'm definitely going to ask him about the conservative play calling. Is that something, it, it's obviously a strategy. I guess I was taken a little bit aback by the fact that Streeter said that they weren't going conservative when I felt like they were. So I want to talk to Matt about it, see if he can clear up what happened on Saturday. But more importantly, is that the philosophy, Right. Is it the philosophy of this coaching staff and continuing into this season that they are going to go that direction? It's hard to argue with the statistics. I'm also going to ask Matt about this. So it's always weird to me what kind of videos are going to go viral online. And one of them that went viral online from the weekend and was from the Tennessee-Alabama game. What a game, by the way. 
Got to see the end of that one. I was doing Tiger Tailgate Show. Got to see maybe the last seven minutes or so, six minutes of uh, the Bama-Tennessee game. And uh, what a treat, man. And what a, uh, what a finish. There was a viral video that came from that of a Tennessee offensive lineman vomiting on the field and then kind of turning to the defensive line for Alabama and saying, hey, come get some. Right. You got a problem with this, like almost using it as a flex on the defensive line. And as I was preparing for the show today, I'm like, all right, I got to ask Bockhorst. He's got to have some stories. Right. I've done some interesting topics on air. And Ramona's face. Ramona, can you handle the next segment? I'm about to I'm about to lead a segment off (laughs) with vomit. I know. Is that a terrible thing? Oh, that sounds gross, but go ahead. It's a it's a part of the game. Well, Ramona's going to get up maybe and leave for the portion of the next. We're not, we're not doing 20 minutes on vomit. I'm talking about doing like two minutes. But I'm curious because I feel like I've been seeing it more and more recently. I think you heard uh, you heard Scott Frost, the Nebraska coach, talking about how, how tough his team was earlier this season. And he talked about how tough they, they were by talking about how much they've been vomiting in practice. So, yeah, we're going to talk about vomit in the next segment with Matt Bockhorst. Ramona's concerned. The listeners aren't, though. They're like, hey, I want to I hear about this, too. It's going to be some interesting stuff out there. So we'll do that. All right, so coming up next, again, Matt Bockhorst, former Clemson offensive lineman. Going to talk to him. 745, I'm going to have Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Thanks for hanging out with me on a Monday night. This is the Mark Childress Show. Here at Granger Nissan, we have the perfect vehicle for tailgating the Clemson Tiger games. The Nissan Pathfinder and Nissan Rogue both have room for all of your family and gear. With a new inventory coming in daily, now is the time to secure one and get yours reserved. With special financing starting at only 1.9%, Granger Nissan will work with you in getting you the best price and deal today. Located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson, you can call 864-328-1188 or shop us online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. Country Mail is South Carolina's only concierge medical practice that focuses on testosterone replacement and anti-aging. We start with a full blood panel, followed by a one-hour consult with our physician. Our pricing is simple, $220 a month for unlimited doctor visits, lab work, plus all your testosterone and supplies. We offer growth hormone treatments, weight loss plans, Wagovi, ED treatments, and much more. Come see what a difference Low Country Mail will make in your life. Make men men again. Book today, lowcountrymail.com. AgPro is your home team. When it comes to the hard yardage of a John Deere compact tractor is unbeatable, just like the Tigers. With dozens of attachments, you can outfit your team player exactly how you want. We carry additional product lines coupled with knowledgeable and friendly parts, service, and sales staff. Visit your home team John Deere dealer at one of our four South Carolina locations or visit us at agproco.com. All this month, cast your spell with Purple Haze in Clemson and Williamston. Their adult room dress-up costumes, fashion lenses, UV glow makeup, hats, gloves, and scarves will trick-or-treat your friends at any Halloween party. They have black lights, posters, and other Halloween goodies so you can show them how much you scare. After all, you know the Purple Haze will put a spell on you. Be it Halloween or any time of the year, stop by Purple Haze with stores in Clemson and Williamston for everything Halloween. 
With the new Mazda dealership construction underway, there's no space to park the huge in-stock inventory. They have sub-22 models and many 23 models in stock. Their loss of space can be your gain. There's never been a better time to get a new Mazda from Bradshaw Mazda. Hi, this is Heidi Aiken. Bradshaw Mazda has interest rates from 2.9, low lease specials, never any market adjustments, and cars in stock. What more could you ask for? Go see my friends at Bradshaw Mazda today. Their cars are just easy to buy. Specials and inventory at BradshawMazda.com. This weekend, the Clemson Tigers return home to Memorial Stadium as they host the Syracuse Orange. It's homecoming week in Clemson, so the Tigers look to get a win in front of a packed Death Valley. Broadcast begins with the Tiger Tailgate Show at 9 a.m. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. For over 30 years, Tiger Town Graphics has been Clemson's source for one-of-a-kind t-shirts, fleece shirts, ponchos, and everything else that's authentically Clemson. And when we say authentic, we really mean authentic. Who knows fans better than fans themselves? Made in Clemson by Tiger fans for Tiger fans with tons of new designs each year. Tiger Town Graphics is your go-to for everything Clemson. There's something for everyone. Visit Tiger Town Graphics in downtown Clemson. Tri-County Technical College is transforming lives one student at a time. If you're a student interested in a career in the healthcare field, there's no better place to start. From certified nursing, ECG technology, to medical assistance, and pre-pharmacy, the range of healthcare programs at Tri-County offer a wide variety of programs to help you land a great career in a great field. And at TCTC, we can cover the cost. To learn more about your future and careers in healthcare, discover the possibilities at tctc.edu. CDC reports that over one quarter of all Americans have experienced back pain in the past three months. I'm Dr. David Maruz, serving South Carolina for over four decades and a proud Clemson dad. Get the advantage that all 32 NFL teams, D1 football teams, and PGA golfers rely upon. Many patients get relief the very same day. Learn how our team can help you with your back pain today. Feel better faster. Call us at 292-6777 or find out more at chiropractorgreenville.com. Liberty Hall Bed and Breakfast, located in the historic town of Pendleton, offers spacious accommodations with plenty of hospitality. Just minutes from Clemson University, historic tours, outdoor activities, local restaurants, and more. Book a wedding, corporate events, shower, brunch, or party. Stay for a Clemson game day or a weekend getaway. Book Liberty Hall Bed and Breakfast to get away, celebrate, relax, and reconnect. Visit libertyhallbnb.com for more information. Liberty Hall Bed and Breakfast, where timeless charm meets modern comfort. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show every Monday night from 7 until 8. I have the best time slot on the roar after Walt Deptula, before Dabo and Don. So you've got Dabo and Don with uh, Tiger Calls coming up at 8 o'clock. Excited to bring this guy on the air with me for the first time. Former Clemson offensive lineman, Mr. Matt Bockhorst. Matt, what's going on? Oh, nothing much. Just uh, here, glorious, uh, glorious Monday, getting the week started. So appreciate you having me. No problem. Uh, so, Matt, I got a bunch of stuff to talk to you about that's Clemson related. And I teased this in the last segment. 
I got to ask you about the viral video from the Tennessee game this past <laughs> weekend of a lineman vomiting and then almost kind of using it as a flex. And I'm like, I got to ask Matt, is like vomiting on the field a regular thing? He's got to have some stories. So, yes, we are starting your first segment with me talking about vomit. What you got? Well, I mean, I think it's fitting. I, I, I wouldn't want it any other way. And uh, I'll tell you what. Yes, it is definitely very common. I think Ooh. guys will get in sticky situations and uh, maybe maybe they get gassed after a big play. And uh, and yes, it, it happens from time to time. My, my personal favorite is when you throw up the water that is still cold from when you just recently drank it. Oh. Um, but uh, But anyways, yes, I think for him to – have that demeanor even while he was throwing up was absolutely an intimidation tactic. I mean, I, I think it was it was an alpha move, as they say. An alpha move. So Ramona, who's producing here for me, asked me during the break, and it's a good question. Is it tougher to vomit and own it like that? Or wouldn't you technically be tougher if you didn't vomit at all? Um, I think the fact that, that you, you let the demons out, but it's un, it doesn't phase you, I think I think that is is the ultimate tough guy move because you're like, that doesn't phase me. You don't either. Let's rock. Let the demons out. Okay. That's what I'm using from now on. That's uh, really hey. good stuff. Whatever works, right? So, uh, hey, I've got Matt yeah. Bockhorst with me, former Clemson offensive lineman. Matt, I also talked, I saw this all over the message boards on Sunday. A lot of callers calling in today. I wanted to just ask you directly, right? And I kind of defended this in the first segment with some statistics about how successful Clemson has been with halftime leads and third quarter leads over the last few years and the last decade. Does the conservative, does a play calling get conservative on purpose with big leads late in games? And is that even a fair question to ask you? Well, honestly, and, and I would be willing to speak candidly if that were the case, but I, I can't remember, uh, that being the case during my time. Now, obviously I was a player. I was certainly not involved in the play calling process, um, but I don't think that is necessarily the intention at all. Now, there are different areas of a game or times in a game where certain things are done to manage the game, manage the game yeah. clock, manage the time of possession. Um, and so there are things that might appear overly vanilla to the average eye, but they are being done with a purpose. And then furthermore, I would also point to, and not that this was necessarily the case this weekend, but as is frequently the case when we get up big, one of the things that Coach Sweeney is adamant about is getting the younger guys or maybe guys who don't play as much. He wants to get them in the game to get them experience. And when they are doing that, they are inevitably making the playbook not as complex because part of being a young guy or maybe not playing as much as the mental aspect of it. And so really what they're trying to do is they're trying to get those guys out there, get them game reps and not have them so focused on just the mental and just go play. Now, I don't think that was necessarily the case um, this past week per se. Um, but I think that just points to, there's a lot of different factors that can influence play calling and it can be at more than meets the eye at times. Um, but I, I understand why it's frustrating, and, and I was happy to see some some creative calls this past weekend, and and that gets the guys excited. I think it builds momentum. Obviously, uh, can can take away the crowd noise quickly, but for those guys to build that confidence and, and see those big explosive plays is you know that's something that we're accustomed to. That has been the Clemson offense uh, of late, and so it's it's encouraging to see those big plays. As we continue on with Matt Bockhorst, former Clemson offensive lineman, Matt, when you're in the heat of the game. How aware of you, 
how aware are you of the scoreboard, the situation, the type of play call that should be coming in? Is there is there a signal from actually the coaching staff that that basically says, hey, we want to start taking the full play clock now? Is that like a moment that happens in a game as well? So there are definitely, I mean, gosh, there are many different situations within the game, and, and that's kind of how practice is structured as well, where various periods of practice are going to be working on various situations of the game or when they're in training camp or in spring practice um, they're going to be doing situational scrimmages to mimic different situations that you find in the game and so that's that's a great way to practice obviously because it starts to yeah. develop that sort of awareness and so to your to your point I think that is something that they desire and the coaches would like to have players who are situationally aware, who understand what is appropriate in various situations. Now, obviously, nobody is perfect, and there are mistakes made, and, and sometimes mistakes that are very detrimental to a game um, just because they were not situationally aware. Like, for example, if a quarterback takes a sack on fourth down, right? Like, that, that's a cardinal sin because, you know, you're not giving them the chance. And, that, and that's a very simple um, example, but – there's lots of things like that that it's it's very important, and, and it's that's that sort of football IQ that really allows guys to be successful in college and, and furthermore in the professional level. As we continue on with Matt Bockhorst, former Clemson offensive lineman. So, Matt, as the switch is being made, we saw it being made, I guess, in the Florida State game this past weekend, for example, where the Tigers basically say, we have possession, we have a two-score lead, we're going to start using up the play clock. How does that change your mentality as an offensive lineman? Number one, you got to stand, you know, almost at attention for a lot longer. Um, is it changing your mentality, I guess, as an offensive lineman, knowing you're intentionally trying to delay the clock? The other team probably knows what's coming for the most part. You're probably running the football. How does your mentality change in that aspect of the game? Well, I think just that last part, what you said there is the key, at least in my eyes, is that you know the um, – most of the plays are going to be run plays, right? Because they want to chew up the clock. And so it is, I mean, look, it's, it's typically in the latter half of the game. Obviously you've played several snaps up until that point. And so really that becomes a huge mental toughness thing for the offensive yeah. line is can, can we have the stamina to close the game? And I think that's a challenge that those guys want to accept and they want to meet that challenge and say, Hey, you know what? We're in shape enough. We had better conditioning than you did in the summer, and we're going to outlast you. And there's nothing better than to know that when it got to the, the second half of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter that you physically imposed your will on the other team and wore them down to where they just didn't want it anymore. And um, sometimes that, that happens and sometimes it doesn't. And, you know, those, those really good teams, those really good programs, obviously those coaches, regardless of score, want those guys to fight until the end. And so I think it's indicative of culture sometimes when, when which teams will fight until the end and, and which ones will pack it up and go home. So it's a, it's a big challenge, and, um, you know, it is something that you're aware of and you understand that you're getting into that sort of prolonged four-minute drill and say, hey, let's really eat this up and see if we can close it out. Great stuff as we continue on with Matt Bockhorst. Matt, were you aware? It was a stat that I saw post-game this last week. Were you aware that Clemson has won 66 consecutive games when leading at halftime? And is that something the coaches have focused on? Um, I was not aware of that, and that is a very impressive statistic. I think um, Coach Sweeney has all kinds of nuggets. Uh, as, uh, it's no surprise, I would imagine, to many people, but he's got all kinds of, of statistics <laughs> and nuggets and 
and interesting things. Um, he's, uh, yes, we love, we love coach Winnie, but, um, but no, it's, uh, one of the big things obviously is, is the emphasis on finishing in the program and, um, the fourth quarter video at home games and during mat drills and, and summer conditioning, it's the, the emphasis is on the finish. And I think that points to what we were just talking about and outlasting the opponent, imposing your will on the opponent for four quarters and make them quit. And to kind of, to really do that and embody that and see that in a statistic to say, Hey, you know what? We have outlasted the opponent. And when we got up, we didn't let off the gas is something that they are definitely stressing. And I don't know if it's that statistic in particular, but uh, I would imagine something to, to that effect. So uh, that is something they take great pride in. And is, it is stressed year round is the importance of finishing and, and getting the job done, closing the, the game down. I think um, Tennessee this past weekend was a great example where, uh, here we are watching the game. Tennessee's got a little bit of a lead, and I was not sold. And I, I know from experience, uh, knowing Alabama, what kind of program they had, I knew that they would take it down to the wire. And obviously Alabama, um, you know, squanders the opportunity with the field goal there at the end, and Tennessee gets the opportunity to, to close the deal and they get it done. But you can never take it for granted, and you always have to play the game until until the last whistle is blown. So that's a big emphasis for, for Coach Sweeney and those guys, and I know they take great pride in that. We've heard a lot of talk as well about the middle eight uh, in the game. You heard him talk about it on the national broadcast this week. I've heard Tim Beret reference it a number of times. Clemson winning that last four minutes before halftime and then the first four minutes coming out after halftime. This might have been one of the best examples I've ever seen of Clemson winning the middle eight, closing out that first half and that immediate long kick return, trick play touchdown to start the second half. I'm guessing that's also something you guys are aware of as a team. Absolutely. The, the middle eight, and that's that's another kind of interesting tidbit where not a common statistic, right? I, I've never heard uh, anybody else um, talk about that, those sort of uh, numbers, and, and that was something that Coach Winnie alluded to often. And it, it's really interesting to me because it sort of um, points to being able to close out the first half strong, and then after being in the locker room and kind of having that, that lull and that, that time of rest, coming out hot and starting fast. And, and I think it is um, very indicative of, of those teams that come and take care of business and, and can really, you know, that's where they put the distance in. And, and I know at times it can be frustrating when watching the games if, you know, on the first or second drive the, the offense isn't scoring or it's not clicking quite yet. Yeah. But if you, can, if you can finish out that first half with, you know, getting some points and then, and then turn around and come out in the third quarter and put it on them again, you can create separation very quickly. And so – um, I know that is something that Coach Winnie does talk about frequently, and it's an important number to look at. So we're starting to wrap things up with Matt Bockhorst, former Clemson offensive lineman. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt Bockhorst. All right, Matt, I've had a couple of texters ask. I was going to ask you this anyway. Your overall thoughts on the Clemson offensive line, how they've been playing the last couple of weeks, and a number of folks specifically asking about the freshman Blake Miller. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've been um, I've been pleased watching those that, that group of guys really. And what has been most impressive to me, and what I had hoped would happen, is seeing them continue to improve week to week. And nobody's perfect, and I know each guy probably has had his brightest performance, and, and maybe not his best within that that group of games. But um, I, I feel like, from my point of view, I've seen that group of guys really continue to gel together, continue to work hard together. Um, there was a great clip of Walker Parks and Blake Miller passing off a stunt on Twitter 
it was textbook. And I think that really points to talking about Blake, as you mentioned, um, his improvement in the little things. And that is what is so challenging, so, so challenging for young players. I think um, not, to make, not to make it seem like offensive line is the most difficult position out there, although you could argue – um, I would say in particular for young players, the physicality of the position along with the various intricacies of offensive line play make it very, very, very hard to come in and play at a high level as a young guy and to see Blake Miller understanding nuances like that and understanding how to set to be able to put himself in the position to pass off those twists is very impressive. And, and I've been very high on Blake um, ever since I watched him in the spring. I think um, in spring practice, I recognized he has, he has a very unique talent. Um, often when you see somebody who's that tall, maybe they're not quite yet so physically developed at that age, um, but he is very strong and uh, he's very physically developed for a kid his age. And um, man, I think he is going to be a tremendous player and I've really tried to encourage him. And, and I mean, what he is doing right now is, is uncommon. And for him to continue to put his head down, continue to work at it, He's got a great example in, in Jordan McFadden and also some other older guys that he's playing next to. So really, really happy with, with Blake in particular. But like I said, the, the group as a whole as well and, and hope that they can continue that momentum and really start to put it away and, and give Shipley and those backs a chance to, to get it done on the ground. Great stuff, as always, from Matt Bockhorst. Matt, before you get out of here, I've had people ask me on the text line today. I've also had a couple of people ask me, since we had you on the Tiger Tailgate show, what are you up to post-Clemson? What you doing these days? Yeah, so I'm actually down in Mount Pleasant, uh, so not so bad. I was uh, down by the beach recently, and I'm thinking, man, I could be out at practice right now. So uh, how, what 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 can change in a year? But, uh, no, I'm, I'm down here in the Charleston area, and, uh, got engaged this summer to to my fiance Julie. So congrats! Uh, we'll be getting married uh, actually April Fool's Day of 2023. So you know, I, I think not only is it ironic, I think it makes me the most genius guy ever. Because if I ever do forget that the anniversary <laughs> is on April Fools, well, guess what? It's an April <laughs> Fools joke. Um, so so, anyways, lots of fun and exciting things just in life and kind of transitioning away from the game. Finished up with my MBA this summer. Um, so I was excited to get that over with. And then simultaneously in, in January, I actually began working uh, in private wealth management. Our, our team is uh, in South Carolina. We're based in Greenville, but our company is based in, in Newport Beach, California. So we do private wealth management for um, high net worth and ultra high net worth clients. And that is something that I kind of really found a passion for through Paul Journey. And that's why I'm such a big proponent of Paul Journey and the resources and opportunities it provides for guys, because for me, I was always academically inclined and it was something that was very important to me, but to do an internship at the time it was Merrill Lynch um, really allowed me to find my passion. And now the company I work for is um, it's called Beacon Point Advisors. And I work with a great team of guys and have really, really enjoyed it. And it's something that I'm very passionate about, even, even in the midst of a year like this with, with this kind of market. So yeah. It's been a lot of fun and, and something that I know that will be kind of my path moving forward for the foreseeable future. Great stuff, Matt. And you have now inspired me to be one of those ultra high net worth clients. So I've got a lot of work to do. <laughs> but when I get there, you're the first guy I'm calling. Well, I, I appreciate that. I, I have to say I'm in the same boat with you. So. Uh, we'll get there together. Great stuff. Matt Bockhorst, former Clemson offensive lineman, at Matt Bockhorst on Twitter. Matt, enjoy your week, man. Thanks for hanging out with me. Really appreciate it, Mark.
Great stuff, man. I could have talked to Matt the rest of the night, man. That was a fantastic segment. Learning a lot about offensive line, conservative play calling, all those type of things. Coming up next segment, we're going to shift the focus a little bit, talk a little bit about the Florida State game, but I really want to start getting down about Syracuse. I'll bring on Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk to do that. This is the Mark Childress Show. Here at Granger Nissan, we have the perfect vehicle for tailgating the Clemson Tiger games. The Nissan Pathfinder and Nissan Rogue both have room for all of your family and gear. With a new inventory coming in daily, now is the time to secure one and get yours reserved. With special financing starting at only 1.9%, Granger Nissan will work with you in getting you the best price and deal today. Located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson, you can call 864-328-1188 or shop us online at GrangerNissanOfAnderson.com. Lowcountry Mail is a concierge medical practice that treats testosterone replacement, weight loss, and sexual health. Our process is simple. Full blood work followed by a consultation with our physician. We review the objective and subjective results to come up with a tailor-made plan just for you. Pricing is simple and straightforward, starting at $220 a month for testosterone, unlimited doctor visits, and labs. We also offer growth hormone, Wagovi, ED treatments, and much more. Make man men again. Book today. Lowcountrymail.com. AgPro is your home team. When it comes to the hard yardage of a John Deere compact tractor is unbeatable, just like the Tigers. With dozens of attachments, you can outfit your team player exactly how you want. We carry additional product lines coupled with knowledgeable and friendly parts, service, and sales staff. Visit your home team John Deere dealer at one of our four South Carolina locations or visit us at agproco.com. With the new Mazda dealership construction underway, there's no space to park the huge in-stock inventory. They have some 22 models and many 23 models in stock. Their loss of space can be your gain. There's never been a better time to get a new Mazda from Bradshaw Mazda. Hi, this is Heidi Aiken. Bradshaw Mazda has interest rates from 2.9, low lease specials, never any market adjustments, and cars in stock. What more could you ask for? Go see my friends at Bradshaw Mazda today. Their cars are just easy to buy. Specials and inventory at BradshawMazda.com. All this month, cast your spell with Purple Haze in Clemson and Williamston. Their adult room dress-up costumes, fashion lenses, UV glow makeup, hats, gloves, and scarves will trick-or-treat your friends at any Halloween party. They have black lights, posters, and other Halloween goodies so you can show them how much you scare. After all, you know the Purple Haze will put a spell on you. Be it Halloween or any time of the year, stop by Purple Haze with stores in Clemson and Williamston for everything Halloween. Here at ATV Outfitters, we stock more ATV, UTV, motocross, and street bike products than anyone for hundreds of miles around. We have more than 10,000 tires and wheels on hand, and we pride ourselves on great prices and getting you the accessories you need fast. Come see us and the items that are readily available to get your vehicle ready for the street, trail, or mud pit. Don't buy elsewhere. We'll both lose money. Come by the store located at 2485 Rutherford Road, Greenville, or shop online at ATVOutfitters.net. This weekend, the Clemson Tigers return home to Memorial Stadium as they host the Syracuse Orange. It's homecoming week in Clemson, so the Tigers look to get a win in front of a packed Death Valley. Broadcast begins with the Tiger Tailgate Show at 9 a.m. Catch it all right here on the Clemson Athletic Network. We are 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar, where every day is game day. 
For over 30 years, Tigertown Graphics has been Clemson's source for one-of-a-kind t-shirts, fleece shirts, ponchos, and everything else that's authentically Clemson. And when we say authentic, we really mean authentic. Who knows fans better than fans themselves? Made in Clemson by Tiger fans for Tiger fans. With tons of new designs each year, Tigertown Graphics is your go-to for everything Clemson. There's something for everyone. Visit Tigertown Graphics in downtown Clemson. Sell your home with a guaranteed offer from Mark Spain Real Estate. You'll save time and make the most money. Hi, this is Mark Spain, and our offers are the strongest in the industry, so you can sell your home stress-free and make the most money. When you get a guaranteed offer from Mark Spain Real Estate, there are no showings, no open houses, and no stress. Find out what your guaranteed offer would be. There's no obligation. Call 855-299-SOLD or go to MarkSpain.com to get a guaranteed offer on your home today. That's MarkSpain.com and start packing. Certain restrictions apply. Mr. Knickerbocker isn't just a store, it's a lifestyle. Shop 100% collegiate licensed tailgating items, gifts, decals, apparel, pet products, hats, and more for all Clemson sports all year long. With four locations to serve you, shop Clemson on College Avenue or the Lifestyle Store, Seneca at Hartwell Village, Greenville on Woodruff Road, or online at MrKnickerbocker.com. Like and follow on social media for new product launches and more. Mr. Knickerbocker, a Clemson tradition store since 1973. Tri-County Technical College is in the business of transforming lives one student at a time. Whether you're looking for a career in CNC, advanced manufacturing, information technology, or even business administration, Tri-County's programs offer great opportunities that can put you in a position to have a great career with great pay. At TCTC, you can do college and we can cover the cost. To learn more, visit Tri-County Technical College online at tctc.edu. When the unexpected happens and you need legal advice on how to move forward, Nick Lavery, Clemson's local attorney, is here to help. Maybe you were hurt on the job or in a car accident, charged criminally, or need help with a residential real estate closing. Nick is a former state prosecutor, has been fighting for Tiger fans like you for over 20 years. Call 864-654-3680, 864-654-3680, or visit online at nicklaverylaw.com. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show Monday nights from 7 to 8, right between Walt Depp Tula and Dabo and Don. They will be here with you at the top of the hour for Tiger Calls. It's been nonstop Clemson football talk for the most part. We're going to continue that here in the final segment. Mr. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, what is going on? Mark, man, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. I just talked to Matt Bockhorst in the last segment. He was breaking it down for us. He loves the offensive line and how they're playing right now and that they're getting better. Uh, we also talked about, I guess, conservative play calling by the Tigers down the stretch. Is that a real thing? Uh, Matt says that it isn't. What say you about the way the Tigers at least appeared to not put the gas pedal down late in the game on Saturday night against Florida State? Yeah, you know, I, I asked Debo Sweeney this yesterday during his Sunday teleconference. And look, I think anybody that's played competitive sports can kind of relate to what can happen in a situation like this. And you see it quite a bit, you know, a team gets up, they're kind of starting to dominate the air comes out of the arena, fans leave, and then you lose that edge that you were playing with. And I really thought that that's kind of what you saw more than anything. And it really started to show up 
on the defensive side of the ball. So, you know, ultimately, Mark, you know, I, I look at the way they started the game, the answer that Clemson had after going down 7 nothing, the fact that this team just continues to find ways to win in a multitude of ways. And, I, I mean, you know, conservative maybe, but nothing to a degree where I'm, like, pressing the panic button. I just kind of thought that, you know, defensively in the fourth quarter, Clemson had a couple of lapses that allowed Florida yeah. State to, you know, narrow that margin to where you end up with a onside kick that, you know, maybe there's some people out there that are, are sweating that moment. But, yeah, I, I just thought, I just thought you know, from the get-go, Clemson really, you know, took advantage of the opportunities there. Dabo Sweeney and the, and the team always talk about that middle eight. And, boy, they really took advantage of that on Saturday night. Yeah, as we continue on with uh, Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk, um, yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I talked to uh, Matt about that middle eight as well, Matt Bockhorst, and he was talking to me and saying that is a big focus and not one that he'd really heard anywhere in sports at all before he's heard it at Clemson and uh, everything that has to do with that. So it's interesting. I also read a stat in the first segment. Did you realize that Clemson has won 66 consecutive games when they've been leading at halftime? I didn't, but it doesn't surprise me because this group, you know, when when you think about, okay, so you're dealing with typically in, in normal times, 18 to 22-year-old young men. And I think one of the, the great assets or attributes that Dabo Sweeney has uh, is the fact that he's found a way to kind of hone in on that drive that, that a lot of people don't really have, self-motivation. Um, moving on to the next play, I, you know, yeah. I've read a lot of John Wooden's books, and I kind of get the feeling that, that Dabo Sweeney's got, you know, some of that same stuff where it's really not about the opponent; it's about you individually as a player making plays, and then collectively, you know, we're we're going to all have success. And then also some of Coach K's mindsets of, you know, the next play. You can't worry about what's happened previously; you just kind of have to push forward. And I think to me, that's been a, a big reason that Clemson's become so consistent. You know, we have Tommy Bowden on the show every Friday, and that's one thing that Tommy Bowden will tell you openly. He did a poor job of getting Clemson to play at the same level, regardless of the venue, the opponent, et cetera. Yeah. So it's a, a constant <laughs> roller coaster ride. And Dabo Sweeney obviously has fixed that, and that's why that number is what you just mentioned. Yeah, the other piece of that, Lawton, and it's in the postgame notes that came out from Ross Taylor if you want to go back and look. I was also very interested in this. Clemson is now 124 and two since 2011 when leading after three quarters. That, that is a stat that I really can't even get my head around. Well, you've put a lot of teams to bed by then. I will say, I don't know yes. how many it would, you would say uh, have been put to bed at that point. But yeah, I mean, it's still uh, the fact, you know, Coach Swinney brought up when you look at this Clemson Tiger team looking to win that 38th consecutive game, which was set the all-time mark in the Atlantic Coast Conference. But, you know, had they not lost a pit, they would have already broken the all-time yeah. mark and, and, at 58. And that, to me, is astounding. That says a lot about this team, their mentality, and, and what they do in Death Valley. And certainly the fans have a, a part in that. And I know that Clemson fans pride themselves on the environment that they're going to put together on Saturday night for Syracuse coming in there as an undefeated team. But, man, I tell you, you know, when you – Dabo Sweeney's numbers, I did this on the show last week, and it, it almost feels like sacrilegious to do it. I started comparing Sweeney's runs to what Bobby Bowden did at the beginning of his career versus where he could get if he were to, you know, coach as long as Bobby Bowden. And if you go run the numbers, 
Um, it, it's wild. It's really wild because I don't know that there was a person, you know, among us that would have thought that somebody could possibly come along that could outdo what Bobby Bowden did at Florida State. Yeah. And obviously Nick Saban's been tremendous. But in the Atlantic Coast Conference and nationally, what Sweeney's done at Clemson, go run the numbers, folks. It is unbelievable. Yeah, it really is the run that they're on. And again, a, a small hiccup last year, if you can count a 10-win season as a hiccup. And, and they appear right now at least to be on track for another playoff appearance if they can continue on the winning streak that they are on right now. Hanging out with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. You can follow him on Twitter at Clemson Sports. Lawton, uh, what the heck you make of this Syracuse team? They basically played all their games at home. They haven't really played anybody of note. They did beat North Carolina State last weekend, but North Carolina State did not have their starting quarterback, and it was a long drop-off from Devin Leary to their backup quarterback last week. I don't really know what to expect on one hand, and then on the other hand, when I hear Syracuse, it's real easy to think about 2016 and, uh, you know, going or 2018, excuse me, and uh, going down to the wire and having Chase Bryce come in to lead him to victory there. And then obviously the loss the very next season with, uh, you know, with Kelly Bryant. So when I think about Syracuse, it, it feels like they always play us well. So I'm rambling a lot, but I don't know what to make of this game yet on Saturday. Well, I can tell you, Dino Babers is a guy I have already said at the ACC media days, I would have picked him as maybe the coach that's not back next year, and he would yeah. have just shoved that right down my throat because uh, they have played really well. You know, obviously it, it starts with Tucker at running back. I mean, he's really just a, a solid running back for them. Clemson's defense will, I think, have to kind of make them one-dimensional and ultimately put it on the arms of uh, Garrett Schrader, but – you know, you're right. They haven't played anybody like Clemson. Uh, they haven't played in an environment like what I expect Clemson to have at noon on Saturday. And I think that's a big advantage for the Tigers. But uh, there's a reason that Dino Babers has his team playing so well. And it's because he's got similar philosophies. If you've ever sat down with him and interviewed him, I mean, he's got a similar type style uh, that you hear from Dabo Sweeney. You know, he's a military man. Uh, very organized with the way they do things and structured discipline and attention to detail. And I think that that's the reason that you've seen them be competitive. And I think that's the reason uh, that you've seen them get out to the six and oh, you know, start to the year that they've had. I mean, they are probably Mark. I, and I don't know if it's close, uh, maybe the biggest surprise in college football at this point. I mean, I'd have to really dive in, but to tell me that this game be right up there <laughs> coming up, yeah, that this game is two undefeated teams. I wouldn't have told you. I wouldn't have told you that in a million years back in the summer. But here we are. Yeah, it's going to be a, a big matchup noon on Saturday. And there were less than nine hundred tickets available on Saturday, so if it's not a sellout yet, it's going to be a sellout really soon. Any quick thoughts before I let you get out of here on what to expect? Like if I were if I were to say to you right now, Lawton, what does this feel like to you? You know, give me a score for Saturday. What are you thinking right now? Yeah, you know, it's still early in the week, but this thing can go the way of, you know, 38-14, something like that. I mean, I, I feel really comfortable, especially, Mark, when you take a look at Clemson's depth defensively. Yeah. Um, I, and, and I think, you know, Coach Sweeney will tell you, they're trying to get better every week. 24 missed tackles, that'll be a point of emphasis. Uh, I would expect them to come out sharp. I, I think that, you know, kind of like we saw Nate Wiggins, struggles, adversity has made him better. I think these little hiccups that happen against Florida State are only positives for Clemson as they move forward because they've still got to stay focused. I mean, they have not played 
their best football yet. And I, I think that any little adversity and things they can look at and, and kind of break down helps them along the way towards their ultimate goals, which would be, of course, winning an ACC championship and then hopefully you know, finding out where they are uh, in the college football playoff in November and December. Well, part two of the three-part season will be over on Saturday. That'll be game eight out of 12 regular season games. And uh, right before a bye week, Lawton, real quick, before you get out of here, man, uh, what can we expect from you over at Clemson Sports Talk this week? Man, we've got an interview coming up tomorrow, full video with Khalil Barnes, the former Wake Forest commit, sat down with him recently. And then also tomorrow on the show, Gary Stoken, the CEO and president of the Peach Bowl, will be joining me. And, of course, they are uh, hosting one of the two college football playoff games this year. So should be a good good afternoon on the program. Great stuff. Lawton, always good to talk to you, my man. Have yourself a great week, and I'll see you on Saturday. All right, y'all be good, man. I always appreciate it. Great stuff as always. Lawton Swan. Go to ClemsonSportsTalk.com. You can follow him on Twitter, at Clemson Sports. Knows his stuff. Plus, he's a great dude, man. I always love hanging out with Lawton in person or whatever I can have him on the show with me as well. So special thanks again to Lawton Swan. Also, thanks to Matt Bockhorst. What a pleasure to have him on in the second segment. You can go back and listen to it on the podcast if you missed it. All right, coming up next, Dabo, Don, Tiger Calls, right at the top of the hour after I go off the air. You guys enjoy that. Have yourself a fantastic week. This has been the Mark Childress Show. FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. Welcome to Tiger Calls, presented by United Bank on the Clemson Athletic Network. Brought to you by United Bank.